Welcome to the Hillside Podcast. We trust that you'll be impacted by listening to today's message. Hey Hillside peeps and everyone on the internet that's watching from South Africa and around the world. Um, thanks for joining us and we're exci- I'm excited. Don't touch your mic. I'm excited um, for what I'm going to share with you and I'm really praying. Let's just pray straight away. Hey. Lord, my prayer is that everyone that hears these words, oh, that it's going to settle in their hearts and their minds, that this revelation is going to become their own reality. Yeah, we just pray peace over everyone watching. We thank you that you're good and that you're doing incredible things in each one of us in this season. And despite it being hard, we will still declare you're good and you're kind and you're faithful. Yeah, in Jesus' name, amen. So what I'm sharing on right now is gonna be victorious one. So at the beginning of the year, I started the year off at Jesus Conference in Orlando And we pretty much just talked about Jesus for four days straight. And I came home with this like fire inside of me to start just exploring the names of Jesus. So who Jesus is, um, like living hope, victorious one, faithful, all these things that we use to describe him. And the one that really stood out to me is victorious one. And that's the one I want to share with you today. So... Two years ago, I read a verse that jumped out at me and it was something I sang over myself and our community quite often. And that was Proverbs 21.31, if we go to it. It says, the horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. And I read it in the ESV version, and it said, but the victory belongs to the Lord. And that revelation just stuck with me that, um, oh no, the NIV version, victory rests with the Lord. So I kept singing victory rests with the Lord over and over and over again. And I realized that, is everything okay? (laughs) Okay, and I realized that um, victory rests with the Lord, rests with him. It's not a fight, it's not a battle, but victory actually rests with the Lord. It's with him, nothing we do, nothing changes, it rests with the Lord. And that is something I've dug into. And so my heart is that that revelation becomes our reality of victory actually rests with the Lord. So... It's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. There's no redos. There's nothing like the end. The end is actually our beginning. So when we look at victory, when we look at the world, when we look at our circumstance and our situation, the end is our beginning. So the reality that we live from is the end is our beginning. And it's it's a wild revelation if we sit there. But for me, I've just been resting in 
Ephesians 2, 6, where we talk about being seated with him in heavenly places. And so our perspective completely shifts when we're seated with him. So it, despite us being here, the end is our beginning. We're sitting with him. Our perspective is different. So in this season where we're, it's easy to partner with anxiety and stress and panic, God wants us to sit with him and see from his perspective and realize that victory rests with him. So that is my heart, that we realize that God is victorious, that he's always with us, that um, we live with the end being our beginning. So my first point is obviously victory rests with the Lord. Our God is the victorious one, the overcomer. Um, Jesus has won. When he was resurrected, he's won. There's no take backs, there's no redos. And if we look at Revelation 3.21, I'm gonna go there on my phone. Revelation 3.21, it says, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. And if we look at Deuteronomy 23 to 4, it says, Do not let your heart grow faint. Do not be afraid and do not tremble or be terrified because of them. For the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. And Keep, I'm just going to keep going with these scriptures. If we go to 1 John 5, verses 4 to 5. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. He who overcomes the he who who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. We as Christians, the world loses its influence over us. Um, it's no longer what's in control of us. So panic, fear, situation, circumstance, that is not what controls us. We live under the cross, like under the blood of Jesus. We are redeemed and we're victorious with Christ. So to be born again, you can never truly be defeated because we're living in victory constantly. And so we, this is like something I've been learning and I'm still doing and even today waking up is I choose to live victoriously and I choose to be covered by, I'm covered by the blood. So I choose to live from that space and in heavenly places, that perspective. So the world is no longer controlling how I choose to live. I live in faith. I know that God is faithful. I know that he's good. I know that I have a hope and a future in Christ. And so the world loses its controlling influence. If we look at John 16, 33. John 16, 33, it says, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. These are simple verses that we've heard if you've grown in church from little, but it's even more of a reality when we're facing these tribulations and it's a reality when life is hard and it's a reality when life is good. But now we have to choose to know that, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. 
The world is going through a tough situation, but God's overcome it. God's overcome every difficulty. He's paid for everything. And so if we go to James 1, 2 to 5, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, without reproach, and will be given to him. Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And the previous verse was, have, be cheerful, he's overcome the world. So it's all these contradictory things almost that the world tells us to be in a, be a bit of a panic or anxiety, the media, social media, all of that. But the reality is we get to be of good cheer because of who Jesus is, that he's victorious, that he's already paid for everything, that the end is our beginning. And that's the reality and the perspective I live from. If we go to Romans 8.31... Romans 8.31. What then shall we say to those things? If God is for us, who can be against us? What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? The reality is, is God is for us. So, That's my first encouragement. I want us to know that the victory rests with the Lord. There's no changing that. There's nothing that shifts that. We get to choose to live from that perspective. And I think part of that when I first, I shared this with our young adults a a month ago, and part of it was I was like, okay, it's great to be victorious, but there's certain situations or circumstances in my life that I honestly feel like I'm a victim to. I don't know if you can agree with that or you've been through that, but let's be real. There's moments where we want to partner with being a victim rather than being victorious. And so I was thinking about that, how God shifts our perspective from being a victim to victorious. And I know people's incredible stories where they and their testimonies that they have every right to partner with victim mentality in the world standards. Like they, things happened to them that weren't fair, but I've watched them become victorious and what they should have been a victim to is now part of their testimony. So what God also tells is he redeems everything and makes us victorious. And so I was thinking about this morning, um, what, like, what examples are in the Bible of this. And I realized pretty much all the way through is everyone who chooses not to be a victim, but chooses Jesus, they become victorious. So we see the woman at the well, her circumstance, she's on her fifth husband or man she's living with. And God just, she encounters Jesus and tells everyone about her. And this personal encounter with God becomes something that the city realizes in revelation of who Jesus is. So rather than her being stuck with her circumstances and situations, and she's in hiding, she goes from being hiding and just running out there. 
And I think the reality is, is all these people that we don't know fully their backstories, but if we think about them, there's a reason why she's choosing to live like that. Something's probably happened, choices, and I don't want us to be, I don't want to be a person who's a victim to my cho choices or a victim to my circumstance or my situation. I actually want to live in faith and knowing that I serve a victorious God and I'm redeemed fully by him new creation. So we see the woman at the well, we see the, the man with the legion of demons that are cast out, that he encounters freedom, but the people of his city hate Jesus because of the financial loss. They ask Jesus to leave. And then he, this, the, the man comes to Jesus, begging him to come with them. And Jesus says, no. And I realize like, how often do I encounter a no well, this man rather goes back and stays home and tells people about the Lord and his testimony. So I just, yeah, does that make sense? No one can tell me right now, but don't be a victim to your circumstance or your situation. Rather turn to Jesus and live in the, victor the victory that he's given you. Like the man with the legion of demons, they, the pigs, like they lost all... 2,000 pigs that day, they had every right to be angry with him or to see him like his past, but he rather owned who he was now victoriously in Jesus. And the same with the disciples. They could have played the victim for the rest of their lives. They lost their king, their idea of who the king should be. They lost that. Um, and rather, but they realized that they serve a victorious God who was resurrected and given them new life and they own that and live through that. So rather than we all have excuses to be a victim, we've all encountered hardships and some of you have encountered much harder in things in your life than I have, but we all get to choose to live victorious in Christ. So my heart is that despite it being hard, and I know it's hard, I know that people are having hard situations in their life right now. But when we're in front of Jesus and we're redeemed by his blood, we live from a different perspective and we still choose to live in victory. Even if our circumstance doesn't show that right this second, my encouragement to you is live from a victorious mindset. Don't be a victim to your circumstances or the situation in the world. Don't partner with fear and anxiety, but live victoriously. And so that's my second point. We're from victim to victory. And the last one is something I've already mentioned, and that is the end is our beginning. Just think of that for a second. The end, which is victory, is our beginning. So we live right now from a place of victory. He's already paid for everything. He's redeemed us. We live. The end is our beginning. We're called conquerors, overcomers, even when we aren't. That is the reality of who we are in Christ. And so part of this is, I think, especially now with everything going on, I don't want to be... I'm, I'm very aware of how it could cause panic or anxiety, but I really felt like the first time I shared this, and I'm going to share it again, is Jesus is just going to lift off the fear of death. And part of that is because to live is Christ and to die is gain. 
So with him, the end is our beginning. We don't have to fear death. And so let's go to Philippians 1.21. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Let's go actually up to verse 20. According to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but will all, with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. And then if we go to Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And then lastly, just 1 Corinthians 15. If you go down to verse 55. O death, where is your sting? O Hades, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. My heart is for us to be encouraged that we live in Christ and the victory we live in victory. We're victorious people. That's the stance we live from. That's the position and perspective we live from. And nothing should be able to shift that or shake that. I get that there's a bit of a shaking around the world. There's a shaking in my heart even. But it's the reality of actually this is who my Jesus is. This is what I stand by. He's victorious. Even when it doesn't look like everything's going to plan or I can partner with fear and panic really easily. I'm going to partner with my God who's victorious. I'm going to choose his perspective. I know that he will work everything for our good. I know that the situation isn't from him. So my heart is for us to be victorious people. We are victorious because of what Jesus has done. But we get to choose to live victoriously through him. So let's just pray. Lord, I pray that we would hey, just have a deeper revelation of the victory we live in, that you have won, you have won, you've won. And so we get to live with the perspective that the end is now our beginning. And I pray for perspective shifts. I pray for peace, that people would realize that victory rests with you and we get to rest in you. So I pray for rest over all of us, that you would just give us peace and rest in this season, that we would begin to have strategies of how to pray victoriously, how to see things and how we speak in our language. What we pray out is different because we know that we're victorious in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd love to hear your story if you've been encouraged by this episode. You can connect with us on Facebook or leave a review on our podcast.